Welcome to Choir Talks. I'm glad that you're joining us as we open the scripture together. One of the most famous miracles that Jesus did was when he raised Lazarus from the dead. Um, you remember the story that Lazarus was one of his friends and he passed away. And Jesus went to his house, but it was a few days after Lazarus had died. And so as the family was grieving, uh, Jesus went to the tomb and asked him to roll the stone away. And then he called Lazarus' name and called him out of that, that tomb. And, and Lazarus came out. And the first thing that Jesus said was, take off the, the grave clothes that he had on. In my mind's eye, I've kind of pictured him all wrapped up like a mummy. I'm not sure exactly what it looked like, but there was some sort of preparation that he had for burial that were grave clothes. So um, I want to just take that picture and look at the book of Ephesians. We've been working our way through that the last several, several episodes, and uh, tonight we're in Ephesians chapter 4. But I want you to remember Ephesians chapter 2 said this. It said, as for you, you were dead in your trespasses and sin, but God who is rich in mercy made you alive with Christ. So all of us were Lazarus in the spirit, in the spiritual realm. We were spiritually dead, and Jesus called us out of our tomb and gave us life. But just like Lazarus, we had to have the grave clothes taken off of us so that we could walk normally in this new life that God has given us. So that brings us to the scripture that I want to point out to you tonight. So from Ephesians chapter 4, Paul says this, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self. That's, that's your grave clothes, right? Put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires and to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Um, that's a great passage. And if you think about it through the eyes of, of the experience of Lazarus, that's what we're asking to, you to do. That's what Paul is asking us to do. Take off those grave clothes, all the old self that is dead to sin, and put on the new self, um, that new person that we have become in Christ Jesus. Uh, so he goes on to say, and I'm going to back up a couple of verses to give you the context before that passage. It says this, So I tell you this, and insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do. All right, That's the old self. Before we became believers, we lived in the world. And, and let's do parentheses real quick. He says, live like the Gentiles. Now, if you've been following me the last few episodes, you know that he's writing to a church that is full of Gentiles as well as Jews. But those believers now kind of saw themselves as a whole different class of people, no longer Jew, no longer Gentile. They were the church. And so when he uses the word Gentile here, he's talking about people who do not know Christ yet. So he says, you lived like them, but no longer are you to live like them. And this is what was wrong. They live in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts I hear a lot of, of words there about thinking and ignorance and uh, just the way that, that we think now in Christ is completely different than the way we thought before we came to know him. Um, now we see things and understand things from a spiritual perspective, from God's perspective. Um, he says that the Gentiles or the people of the world are uh, separated from life in God, um, but you aren't anymore. And so you have a new perspective and a new way of thinking. Um, so 
when you're called to take off the old self, you're, you're called to set um, on that new mindset. Um, Paul tells us in a different scripture that we have now the mind of Christ. Um, and so before Christ, he says this, that all of them have lost all sensitivity. They have given themselves over to sensuality as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they're full of greed. So life before Christ, we're not looking down on anybody. We were all like that. And without Christ, we would all be in that same life. But he says, that's not who you are anymore. It's time to take off that old self, those old grave clothes. Um, that's, that's for the dead. Now is our time to, to live with the new self. Um, verse 21, verse 20 says, um, however, that is not the life that you have learned. When you heard about Christ and you were taught in him in accordance with the new truth that is in Christ Jesus. So that's not who you are anymore. That dead person, that old way of thinking, that old way of behaving um, and being dominated, giving yourselves over, as that scripture says, to sinful behavior. That's not who you are anymore. So we take on the new self. Well, what does that look like? Um, so reading on, it says... Um, you are to be made new in the attitude of your minds. Again, it comes back to the beginning of, of the mind that is recreated in Christ. And you are to put on the new self, uh, created to be like God. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. All right, one of the evidences that we are living in the new self is, is truthfulness. Um, that is, when we are living a godlike life, we are going to have take on the character of the Father, and the Father is truthful. Um, and so we will also bear the, his image in that regard and become truthful. And uh, so he says, put off falsehood, that's the old self, and speak truth with one another. And then it says, we are, because we're all members of one body, truthfulness is essential for unity. And remember, unity is this ongoing theme that he is trying to beat out in this letter to the Ephesians. So unity depends on us being honest with one another. Um, secondly, if we put on uh, the new self, he says this, in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry and do not give the devil an op a, a foothold or an opportunity. Um, so do not, uh, in your anger, he says, do not sin. So just to clarify, being angry is not sinful in this passage but it can lead us to act sinful, act in a sinful way. So it says, in your anger, do not sin. Uh, and then he gives us this really practical way to deal with it. He says, do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. Um, that's, that's an awesome way to deal with anger, that when we are angry, we've got to deal with it immediately. And it's our typical uh, way to deal with anger, my typical way to deal with anger is to put it off and to cover it up and let it fester. But he says, don't do that. Um, deal with it that day. Uh, and, he, and the reason why, he says, is that you don't want to give the devil a foothold or an opportunity. This is a way that Satan attacks us, is that we become angry and we mash it down somewhere deep inside and we just let it build up and become um, bitterness and then Satan uses that to create disunity in the church uh, or create all kind of havoc in our lives. So it's a natural response to be angry from time to time, but we've got to deal with it in a godly way. Uh, and then he goes on to say, anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, 
but must work doing something useful with their own hands, that they may have something to share with those in need. Right? The old self um, might, might take something. In fact, all of us, before we know Christ, probably have a similar attitude to this. What's yours is mine, and I'm going to take it. But the believer's way of, of dealing with possessions is what's mine is yours, and I'm going to give it. It's an opposite way to, to live life. And so he says, and don't take anything that doesn't belong to you. Instead, on the opposite, I want you to be ready to give. Create a margin in your life where you will have something that you can give to someone in, in need. Hey, there's two more aspects to the idea of putting on this new self, but I don't want to deal with them because they are just powerful, and I just want to give them a whole episode. So next week, we'll deal with the other two. But for tonight, I just want you to think this thought. Um, there, before we meet Christ, we are in, uh, in those grave clothes. We're dead, and then as we meet him, we've got to take off the old self, put on the new self. So are you still trying to walk around in old grave clothes? Do your, does your life, does your attitude, do your speech still look like it did before you met Christ? If so, he says, put on the new self. And notice when he says that, he's not saying, hey, just try to be better. It's not a matter of effort. It is putting on a new self. When you live in the old self, you're going to live in sin. But when you live in the new life that, that Christ has created for you, you are going to be able to overcome these things in your life. And that's who you are meant to be in Christ. That old person, those old grave clothes, that's not who you are anymore. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you, God, that you have saved us completely. Father, through the blood of Jesus, God, when, when you gave your life on the cross, Jesus, you gave it for us and changed us completely. Father, we're no longer that same person anymore. We have a new life in you, and we are a new creation in you. Father, give us the grace to live in that new life, to put on our new selves, and to reflect your, your character and your nature to the world around us. I pray that for myself and these friends who are listening, and I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.